All right, guys, I got Hunter Masling on the phone with me right now. He is with uh, Joey Logano's pit crew. You guys just bagged Phoenix. How pumped are you guys right now? Pretty pumped, man. We uh, had some late uh, adver- adversity there at the end. We had a jack break on our last pit stop, part of it, parts break. But we were pumped, man. I know it was my first win here at Phoenix. Uh, I know our rear tire changer, Jake there. He, he completed the cup circuit, if I'm not mistaken, today at winning every racetrack. Um you know, when you have a team that just doesn't quit, this is the result you get. And two out of four so far starting out the season is pretty awesome. And we can just take this momentum and be really, really aggressive going forward here. Hell yeah, man. What do you think about this whole double-digit win thing that's happening in 2020 right now? Every driver that's won a race so far has had <laughs> double-digit numbers. Uh, you know, I think it's a good coincidence. Uh, hopefully we can keep cashing in on it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, when that jack broke, I'll be straight up. I, I was I was pretty worried, and I knew you were out there. I saw you guys out there, and the first thing I thought was like, shit, this is this is horrible. Like, what, what is Hunter? What's, what's Hunter doing right now? What's happening? So I'm oh, super. Man, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it, man. You know, you just kind of forget about it. You move on, and we were thinking about the next stop as soon as it happened. And, you know, stuff breaks, man. You can't help it. So it, it sucks that it happened at the time that it happened, but we overcame, and we got the dub. Overcame it huge, man. Super pumped for you and uh, an old slice bread, man. So it's just going to be uh, continuing great. And I know this uh, this year with y'all coming over from Brad Kozlowski uh, going to move to work for Joey, um, it, it, it's, show, it's showing really good on y'all's part. I'll tell you that much, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, everyone at Penske, we've already we've all worked together for so long. And, you know, it, it's, it's something new for everyone with team switches and all this. And, but I think we're coming together as a group as far as the 22 car, and we've embrace the the challenge that we've been put in front of us working with the new driver and the, the outcome's been pretty good so far hell yeah hunter all right man well look have a safe flight thanks so much and uh and we'll be talking to you again soon appreciate it brother no problem you're now listening to the garage guys fantasy sports podcast Welcome to episode 143 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Rotoballer. Get over to rotoballer.com right now. Check out the NASCAR DFS premium content. You'll get articles by myself, rankings by Drew Dean, rankings by Sean Engle, news updates with Daniel Bragg, and of course you can hear Scott Engle on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio for Rotoballer Radio. We've got all the goods for you this season. We just wrapped up Phoenix. Uh, myself and Scott, we both uh, did really well in some tournaments today for the uh, Fan Shield 500. Epic, another epic day, another week back to back baggers. We'll call ourselves baggers at this point, not grocery baggers, attorney baggers. Um, <clears throat> so, Get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. So you can use promo code GARAGE and you're going to get a discount on your purchase. So, rotoballer.com, NASCAR premium content, promo code GARAGE. That's, that's your three-step program right there. So, go ahead and start the program now, and, um, and then now we're going to continue with our program. So, Drew's back. Drew, good to have you back. How was your week? It's it. I'm back. It's, it's it. Uh, it's Nothing been a successful, else. successful break, but I'm happy to be back. Had to take care of some situations, and thanks for – for uh, carrying the burden for me. Yeah, you're, well, it's not a burden. It's never a burden. It's always good, it's always good to carry. Um, and like you said yourself, 
you uh you, you still were able to make an appearance in uh in the YouTube video this week. So got you covered. Did you there. like that tweet? I did. I appreciate that. It put a smile on my face this morning before I indulged in a nice all star special at Waffle House. <laughs> so yeah, it was always beautiful. Um, what do you get as your side with the all star special? Do you get uh, hash browns? <clears throat> I'm a grits guy. So I go with I go with the grits. Yeah. I do the grits and then I get sunny side up eggs. Um, and then I do uh, the bacon. I'm with you on everything but the grits. Yeah, you're a hash browns guy? Yeah, but everything else is the same that you just said there. I've got uh, – I, I had to get away from hash browns after. Like, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, man, this is, just, this is too much. Like, I, I want some good country cooking. Give me some of this powdered beads that turn into this sticky paste stuff with butter. That's what I want. Not to get too distracted or anything, but do you prefer – do you ever go to IHOP or are you strictly a Waffle House guy? Because I'm, I'm a Waffle House guy. I'm exclusive to Waffle House. IHOP can suck a fat one. Okay. We're in agreement. Shocker. Yeah. I mean, dude, like honestly, pancakes or waffles, what wins? See, there's something about pancakes though sometimes for me, but just in general, Waffle House seems to hit the spot more than IHOP, just overall. Yeah. And like my child calls it, Waffle's House. Um, gotta love that. So that's like basically what I call it now is Waffle's House. Um, so Waffles yeah, overdone or do you like them cooked lightly? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like a just right guy. Like you, you a little bit of a golden Brown, Chris, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, if like they don't do it, crisp. yeah, if they don't do it right, I'm going to tell Charlene that she fucked up my waffle. And, and if things get real bad, I'll just go back there and pour the batter into the thing and turn it upside down a few times. I've done it a couple of times. Well, Charlene didn't like that. Yep. Gotta love Charlene. She's been what there. About Deborah. Deborah. Um, no, De- Deborah is like the one that's like, she's like the manager. She comes there every now and then. And like, but when she is there, it's like everybody's on their best behavior. So the waffles are always perfect. It's like yeah. when she, uh, has the night shift though, she lets her hair down she becomes Debbie. Right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Debbie. Yeah. You don't want to piss all <laughs> Debbie off. Good stuff. All right. That, that was garage talk. You did. <laughs> no, we, we got a great show planned for you guys tonight. We're going to definitely be, uh, recapping the fan shield 500 at Phoenix raceway. Epic race. Joseph Logano strikes again, keeping the, uh, repeated digits trend alive uh so far this season and of course you got to hear our cold open that was uh we got to talk with hunter masling i uh, spoke with him right after the race right after they got out of victory lane so um really cool and appreciate him being able to call in and chat with us and i'm sure we'll be speaking to him um a few more times this season maybe joey can win at talladega so we can just go bum rush victory lane with them that would be cool that would be something. We're going to yeah. definitely go to Victory Lane, right? If that happens, right? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're definitely the tightest with the with the Logano crew. The Garage guys gets Logano crew love. Like we're we're twenty two crew when we're out there for sure. Now you're still That's working it. on getting that personality to come out. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get it, Joseph. I don't know if if you guys follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you saw the uh, the video that I made with the ZZ Top song. With uh, I put some uh, like pit viper style shades and a mustache and put Joseph on them, so yeah, it was uh, it was rocking. We're gonna we're gonna see what we can do. We're gonna get there. But does he but, like you calling him Joseph? I I really don't know. I don't really know if what he what Joey thinks of me at this point, because every time we talk to him, he's always just kind of like you tell he's got his guard up a little bit. He's just like, who is this guy? Like who who is this? I'm trying to figure right out here? if he doesn't like you, and if he doesn't like you, I'm gonna try to egg that on a little bit. That'd be fun, but but see, but I'm I'm really tight with uh with, with my boy Hunter, 
and the crew, the pit crew, like, I mean, dude, we're, me and the pit crew are thick as Steve's. So like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, I feel like everything's going to be okay. I feel like, I feel like we're going to have a great relationship with Joey. And if he tells me not to call him Joseph, then I might have to be like, I think that's when he has his glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not the rocket man anymore. We definitely know that we figured that out. But uh, according to, uh, according to my boy Hunter, his, his nickname is sliced bread. And I don't really, I don't really get it or understand it, but, uh, but yeah, with it. that's what it is. So we'll, we'll talk to him about it at Dega for sure. I'll stop distracting you now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but definitely again, thanks so much to Hunter for, uh, for taking that call and, uh, and letting us get a little bit of uh, insight because that uh, I-, I thought that it was not going to be good after that Jack issue happened for Joey, but uh, he-, he found a way to get back up there. And just like Hunter said, like he- he's a good driver and uh, we've seen him he- get two wins so far this season. I mean, he's on a roll. Um, we call him Joey two times so far. If he, uh, so who knows if he wins again, that'll just sound kind of weird though. So he's got to stay at two for a while. Yeah. For right now, he's Joey two times. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll stay there, settle in for a bit. We'll see it. We'll, we'll see how it works. But um, yeah, great race. And then, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about our DFS day, um, talk about some of these drivers, and uh, definitely talk about this new package and how, it, uh, how everything transpired at Phoenix today with the, uh, the new spoiler. So I love that new spoiler. I love this package. It's Phoenix isn't necessarily a short track, but it's basically kind of a short track. So we got to see a little bit of what we uh, of what we might see in like Bristol and uh, some of these other tracks like that. So I'm I'm excited about it. And then um, we got a little little garage talk for you guys tonight. Um, but mainly we're going to be just recapping this race, talking about all the uh, all the wild shit that we saw. So me and you both were pretty much on the road all day. Um, I watched a lot of this race on my phone. Uh, just like you, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, I actually paid very close attention to it <clears throat> just cause I was on the road for so long and, uh, yeah, I didn't have any turns or anything. So I was just 70 down the interstate and watched most of the race and I have a few thoughts. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it right now, but I have mixed feelings on how the race played out. Well, the one question I want to ask you is this, did we, we talked earlier today. Did you end up getting a speeding ticket while you were watching the race in your car? <laughs> <laughs> no, no speeding ticket. Thank goodness. I finally, uh, I finally slowed down once I sent you that text, but for some reason, every time I have NASCAR on and I'm driving, I automatically start going like 85, 90. Um, and then I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah, well, I'm not on this track. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens to me too. And I, I think that it probably happens to a lot of people out there because it's just like all you're hearing is just like, wow, wow, wow. And then Jeff Gordon trying to like muster up something to talk about, which all they could talk about today was how Joey Logano called a turn awesome sauce. And that was like their joke of the day. A lot of people are just like not happy with Fox's coverage of NASCAR. Everybody's ready for NBC to come back, which I find pretty amusing. I've been kind of bored with it. Personally. Yeah, something something about it. There's no boogity 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 anymore. That sucks. Um, they just we, say dumb stuff too. Like, did you notice today they Chase Elliott was towards the back of the field and they were like, "Oh, he might have a hard time getting back to the front." And then, like five laps later, ten laps later, he was back towards the front. Yeah, it's like little things like that. I, th- I think it's kind of like when we do, you know, when we when we record this podcast, like we're doing right now. You know, whenever we do it really late at night, like sometimes we'll be talking and then like we just won't even hear ourselves speaking. 
And I think that that's what happens for them is that they just start talking on national television and they're like, oh shit, I'm on national television. Because Chase Elliott literally had the fastest car out there. He definitely knows how to get his way around. And I'm not going to lie, though. I was impressed. I was mad impressed with Chase Elliott today. It's, I mean, I, I didn't think that he was going to, you know, win this thing by any means. And I, I was very open about how I felt after he got the pole. And, you know, he was definitely one of the better scorers out there. But um, when he went a lap down and he was able to get himself in position that quickly – to be able to get the free pass, I, I was impressed. So I guess I can kind of say, like, I may can understand a little bit of why they would have said that. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't their worst stick ever, but that's just kind of like one example. They say that kind of stuff a lot, and then we see people like, okay, Martin Truex today easily got through the field. Um, I'm just ready for us to kind of adjust to that. Some of these guys with really good equipment, it doesn't take that long, depending on the racetrack, for them to, uh, to get back up there. Yeah, and I think the big thing – I think one big thing is that they, that may have happened. Now, I know for me personally, like, you know, I could see where it would be easy. But, you know, when these guys are up in the booth and, you know, they're, they're talking about what's going on, I'm sure they're, be, they're being fed information. They're being fed topics. But, you know, it's, it's very easy to forget when there's like a new package in play. Um, you know, you get so caught up in conversation, it might slip your mind that, oh, shit, there's a new package. And, and that new package was everything today at this track it allowed the passing uh to be so much uh so much smoother and it was just completely different than we saw uh last season with the uh with the new uh two and three quarter inch spoilers so that definitely brought a change when I saw Truex get up there because usually I feel like if this would have been last season we we might have seen you know Truex not really been able to get up to the uh the front as quickly as he did and could have even got himself in some hot water like Denny Hamlin ended up doing, but he, that, that pissed me off so bad with him, by the way. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, um, but I, I don't know. Like, this, this new package has changed everything, and it's, it's kind of like bringing a normal intermediate track uh, racing to the short track. So is, this is going to be something we have to keep an eye on closely, and this is definitely going to make – I feel like this is going to be good for DFS. I think this is going to be very good for DFS because it will kind of allow you to, to, to see like the type of strategy that you need to play. And it's not going to make you change your strategy like stupid uh, much from kind of like based off of, of what we've seen and kind of how things are going week to week. If that makes any sense whatsoever, I tried to make that make the most sense as I could, but. You kind of lost me, but one thing I want to give you props on is can you talk a little bit about, how you basically predicted that we were going to see way more people um, exit this race. And it kind of led to people like JJ Yelly uh, moving up in the field. And um, you kind of just were on that before I was in terms of how many people would not finish and how many wrecks there would be. Yeah. So the one thing about this, this track is especially when I found out about the, the spoiler, because I knew that it was coming this season, like, you know, and, and we, I knew that it, it, whenever you are able to get a car, that is going to be able to have a lot more downforce on it. You're going to get a lot of these guys being a lot ballsier, a lot riskier. You know, if you would have done this with the with the uh, the the car that they had last year at this track, it would have been a disaster. But you know, when you saw the restarts come back, you would see some of these guys get like six wide because at Phoenix you're able to like go wherever you want to as long as there's asphalt, you can run it and try to pass. 
So we saw a lot of these guys getting out wide and, and knowing that, knowing where the restart zone is, knowing about the downforce and the new spoiler, it was just going to make these guys want to compete a lot harder and a lot heavier. And that typically is going to lead to wrecks. And that's where you're going to see more of uh, more carnage, which honestly now after seeing what we saw at Phoenix, I cannot wait for Bristol because Bristol – Typically, you don't want to play drivers that are in the back of the pack unless you're at long tracks. Now, you might be a little bit more safe playing some of these low bottom-of-the-barrel drivers as far as price goes because you're going to see some of these guys towards the middle and stuff get wrapped up in accidents. I mean, we saw Ryan Blaney leave the race like within the first stage. You know, we saw that first accident with Hamlin and Keselowski and Ryan. You're, that, that, you're going to see more of that with this new package on this car at these short tracks. It's not going anywhere. And I mean, I don't understand how more people didn't see that. I guess I kind of saw it, but not to the extent you, I think you saw a bigger impact than I did. Um, one thing I didn't like, I know we're talking positive right now about the package, but I didn't like how loose some of the people were getting. And I don't even think it was the driver's fault by any means, but there's a lot of times where people were just slipping into the wall and <clears throat> it makes it, it makes it entertaining and fun. But I wonder how much of that was like driver error versus just yeah, I know I know where you're you're kind of talking about here. I know that Matt Matty Benedetto was kind of loose in the beginning of the race. We saw Kyle Bush slide a good bit, and that's not really something we see out of Kyle. Um who went out of the race though? Somebody just got clobbered by somebody in the same situation. I can't remember who it was. Uh some of the guys that that had the do not finishes, I want to say we saw um I know that I know that um I think it was Austin Dillon. I think he got uh, – he had a do not finish. Yeah, did Redick, not finish. Austin Dillon. Reddick. Blaney. Uh, Martin Truex. He was uh, later on, though. <clears throat> yeah, but somebody basically just got taken out of the race for just – I know. I know it's dumb. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to the clock. Got to give it – maybe Eric Jones. Did Eric finish? I know he got <sighs> like negative .50 fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he got knocked out. There were seven people that got knocked out. This was a wild race. This, I honestly felt like Daytona or Talladega in terms of how many restarts there were and how many um, people did not finish. It was not the typical race here. Right, and that, and that's what you had to factor in because like when you think about the short tracks and you're, you realize that these wrecks are going to happen, that means there's going to be more cautions. And the way that Phoenix is set up, you literally at the restart line, you're going into a turn. So that creates so much like animosity, like right then and there. And so it's like, if you're not up, up there already, like within that top five guys, you're, you're high at risk for being fucked. Like you, you saw how anything past like position like six and back, like they were just like literally swallowed by just a pack of cars. So you had to be very careful, but I, I overall, like I know as far as a sport goes, like some people may have hated it. I enjoyed it. It made for really good entertainment and it really allowed these guys to show their skill. And that's the one thing that I love the most about it is like, you know, whenever you go to a track like Phoenix was and you, these guys are running single file and there's not a whole lot of action. It's like, it can make a normal person watching it for the first time. Be like, this is horrible. When you have a race like today, this definitely is going to spark fans and people are going to be like, oh, they, they're, they're craving the restarts. They're ready for them. That's where the action and the adrenaline is. And then it also allows these guys to move in and out. One guy I will say 
that got to show some of that skill today that I've known that's been there. We've been talking about this guy is Tyler Reddick. Um, I am just over the moon about this guy. He, uh, he, he got into this race day. Unfortunately he finished, he didn't finish the race, but Reddick himself, we talked about it and I was on XM with Scott Engel on a Saturday night talking about it. And I said, he'll definitely, um, have a better finish than Austin Dillon. I, I said, I'd predict the top 15 for him and I predict the top 20 for Dillon. Um, we didn't really see, you know, that, that finish for Tyler. He finished 33rd cause he got knocked out, but I mean, this dude hit a do not finish and got 26 fantasy points. And we saw him running up in the, in I think the top 10, he might've gotten to the top five. Yeah. I think he was running second at one point in this race. This dude's got it. Yeah, I was really, really impressed. Unfortunately, my DFS day died with Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick, even though they didn't. I think Reddick, you said, finished with 22 or 23 points. But still, um, DFS aside, I think we saw what he's capable of, and that's what we're talking about is not necessarily the DFS side, but, um, man, it hurt. <laughs> it sure did hurt yeah. the DFS yeah. side. Uh, I, I had 70% Reddick, 70% Dillon, so I had a bad Oof. day. Yeah, that uh, playing the place differential game can can fuck you sometimes, depending on who the driver is. Um, but I will say, like you know, I I didn't go as heavy on Dylan as I went on uh, on Tyler Reddick. I went pretty heavy on like the Reddick and uh, Ty Dylan stacks. That was kind of like where I was at. And then I played a lot of JJ Yaley, and he ended up with twenty five fantasy points. He was one of those guys. He was forty nine hundred on DraftKings. Um, and he did. He was my favorite of the cheap guys. The guys that were like below fifty three hundred. He was my favorite. So I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, I saw. I saw Yaley. He was just one of those guys that I looked at and I said, okay, this guy is definitely going to be able to move in. And like you said, those those restarts and <clears throat> the wrecks that we saw, they definitely helped him out as well. Um, so I don't know. It was. Uh, it was. It was fun. And, and yeah, it did allow me to get you know to bag that multiplier, and then I was able to finish those top fives on those uh, those dime dime tourneys i know you you made your tweet about how i need to be playing more I, I do need to play more money every week like i get so like caught up and i'll just be like oh i just want to play all these little bitty ones and like just like enter just as many lineups and, and hand build and then use optimizer and everything like that so i like to it's do a impressive. lot of different stuff i just started looking at it and saying okay if i had 346 points and one of these tournaments I played in, I was like, Chase would be a very happy person with it. So, how much, how much could I have won with that many points today, Drew? Tell me. Um, you would have got a whopping three hundred doll hairs, and Ooh. not dollars, doll hairs. I love, I love me some good doll, doll hairs. Are they like uh, Barbie doll hairs or like the Bratz dolls? Um, I was just trying to make you feel better because I was afraid you were going to be mad, but uh, you're not mad. You're still happy no. with your like. 10x or 20x or 50x or buy-in whatever you paid you know, you know i'll put it to you this way with all the money that i played today i profited so those you're were in the just, green yeah i was in the green those were just the those were just like the ones that i placed really well in i had a, I had a lot of cash games out there too so I, I, I made i made some money but i'm not gonna sit here and brag about cash games there's wins and there's losses well multiplier is basically a cash game I guess cash gains 50, 50. Yeah. Multipliers like it's like a league of its own. It's crazier than tournaments. I love multipliers. That is actually like my favorite thing to play. I can't like, endorse it. I feel like, I feel like you have to like the, for the people that have a lot of balls, like 
whenever I see me like a, a solid, like top three, get a hundred dollars. Like I get, like I get a boner. You know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, I can be in that top three. This is you. This is the difference in me and you. You're, right. You're, you're somebody that plays scratch offs and likes the lottery. Yeah. I'm, I'm quantity. I'm quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah. I guess you put it that way. I mean, that sounds really shitty of me, but well, like, <laughs> you're, just, you're just not interested in like doubling your money. Yeah. No, you no. Win. You I'll, if like I'm going to win. Yeah. I want to win. Like, I want to be like, Hey, I, I played $10 today and I turned that shit into like 300 bucks. Like, check it out. Like, that's the kind of shit I want. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's been my parlay game lately, man. I've been, I've been, I've been having a really good parlay game. I've the, been hot. The, the multipliers. I have never gotten into it, but basically isn't it like 5% of the field win. So 95% of people lose their buy-in, right? And then the yes. 5% win. Yes. Yeah, that's, so that's not a cash game by any means. It's the opposite. Okay. So cool. So it is a tournament. Yeah. It's even more crazy than a tournament. Okay. A tournament so, is like a tournament is a guaranteed prize pool and basically 20% of the field gets money. This is even saying one step further that less than 20% of the field gets money. Right. That's what you're saying. Right. But when, but if you hit, you hit big <clears throat> and, right, I've, and I've hit, I've hit a good bit. Like I hit pretty well in these multipliers. I do. This is probably the best type of uh, game that I do on DraftKings. Let me ask you this. Is the person that finishes first versus the person that barely makes the line, they make the same, right? Yeah, so, money. like, mo the most of them you'll see, like, the, the hot one lately has been, like, uh, you know, top 60 win uh, 150 or 200 or something like that. And you're, you're playing out of, like, like 16,000 people. And, like, I hit one of those last year. Um, I think I hit maybe two so of those last year. 60 out of 1,600. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. 60 out of, like, 16,000. What? How much do you risk? Like a dollar to win a ton? Like 10 bucks. To win what? To win like 250. Like if like 60 people. I don't know. It's something like that. The math is completely off. You're but insane, man. You're insane. Yeah. Okay. I like those. I mean, I play tournaments and I play cash games. I do all that stuff and I still kind of like, I don't you know. You. Yeah, I do. I do though. I, I won a tournament last year at Las Vegas, actually. It was, a, uh, it was like a 3K hot rod. Viva. Yeah, there we go. I did that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a crazy boy. If you're if you're winning them, I'm not going to stop you. No, I want to help you win them. I want I want you to play multipliers. I got too much going on already. Can't yeah, hear any more lineups, man. Normal excuses. I'm just gonna. All right, I'll, I'll do this. We'll just go ahead and go against uh, DraftKings rule of lineup sharing. You send me some multiplier lineups. I'll just throw them in. All right, I'll bleep this out so they won't hear it. Okay. All right, it's bleached. All right, keep. we did it. All right, so back on track. Um, but Let's yeah, uh, using the clock as our bleep out. Let's just put the clock in. And start the yeah, the clock noise. I'll just do. I'll fabricate one tonight. Or some bagpipes. I would love that. Let's I would actually. Bagpipes. Whenever, whenever we can get like uh, over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, uh, we need your help. So go do that. Whenever we get there, we're gonna like get a CGI man playing bagpipes in the corner of the room. And like he's just gonna I'm come in at random that. times and just play the bagpipe, and then he'll like exit, like he'll slide out like a like a transition. I don't know, it'd be crazy. I like it. I've low key always liked bagpipes for some reason. You like a, like a like a Scottish skirt guy wearing bagpipes at five a.m. in the morning? I wouldn't mind the bagpipes waking me up. No, okay, I'm lying. I hear I'm the I hear pissed. the I hear the kilts are really like like they're really refreshing, like especially like when a good breeze comes through like to your ball sack. <laughs>
Yeah, so we might need to try that out. <laughs> uh, we're going to go take a trip to Scotland. We're going to go play some golf in Scotland. We're gonna, we're gonna I feel like we're trying so hard to not – like this is not an episode where we want to talk about anything serious. Right, exactly. It's been a long day. You've been in the car, like, you know, and, and I've been kind of like in a car all day, and like we're here now. We're recapping the race, and, you know, fuck it. We, we go off. We go off a little bit, but we're always going to find our way back home. Country roads, take me home. Let's let's take it there right now. Let's let's whip back. Let's whip back to Phoenix. All right, so we're back now. We're back. We're off the kilts. Um, let's talk about Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, uh, and Clint Boyer. Those are three guys right there that um, that I had a good bit of in my lineups. Uh, Brad. A lot of people were talking about Brad and people – I know Jeff Gordon was pretty uh, heavy on Brad when he was talking about the beginning of the race. And Brad was able to get up, show out, one stage two, um, and he racked up a solid 71 fantasy points on DraftKings today, coming in for 10,400. So it was not a bad play whatsoever. Did you play uh, – you, you actually – I think that – I know that I was way less on Brad, and I think you were as well. Like, we weren't that heavy on Brad K today, right? Not compared to some of the other expensive guys. I was heavier on Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Denny Hamlin. Those were my four main expensive guys. Yeah, Denny was Denny was like one of my guys. If Denny would have been able to sustain and maintain that race and he would have finished where he did, like we, we would all be rejoicing in celebration today. And if Reddick would have. I mean, we could should have, could have, would have all day long. But, um, yeah, like Hamlin, I had a lot of Hamlin. And – Whenever he left, it was just the lineups that I didn't have Hamlin in that were – luckily I had one that performed really well. But some of the other guys, the other lineups that I had that I didn't have Hamlin in, they were the only ones that, that really hit. So, um, Isn't that the worst, though, when you look at that lineup that you have, like everyone's perfect except one person and they have like negative points and stuff? That's mm-hmm. always the worst in DFS when you have um, every, every single spot is like the optimal play and then you have that one guy. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That was uh, I had one lineup that was very similar to the one that I won with that had Denny in it, and um, if Denny would have been able to do normal Denny things, that, I mean, we th- this may we may not even be recording right now. I may be in New Orleans, like I may be just, <laughs> like smoking just fat bags of pot and just like partying, parading up and down. What's uh, the chances we actually uh, have forgotten to turn the record on? Oh, dude, holy shit! Let's check. Okay, good news. Good news. We're recording. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But yeah, um, you know, we, we can that, that's the one thing about playing in DFS so that'll fuck you up. Like if you lose, like just don't don't worry about it. There's there's always next week. You're gonna come back, you're gonna check out, you're gonna check in with us, you're gonna listen to us and you're gonna see what we have for you at Rotoballer. Um, you know, and, and you're gonna be able to win. Like we're gonna we're we're not we're not gonna start losing anytime soon. Just basically take my lineups that I give out and the people I talk about and play them in uh, tournaments that cost a lot more money than the ones that I play. Just do that and you'll be all right. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't get mad too. Like I'm, I'm sure at least one person out there is upset because Tyler Reddick got knocked out of the race or Austin Dillon got knocked out of the race. Just remember that if you make these plays the right way enough times, eventually you'll win. It's just with NASCAR, you're going to have, Drivers get knocked out. It's just part of it. Yeah, I feel really bad for the uh, for the Blaney owners today, the ones that went really heavy on Ryan. Um, you know, he was projected to have a really good day. I don't know if you got to check out some of the data, and uh, I know the optimizers and everything. He was he had a pretty good projection from what I saw. 
the challenging thing today was that like every expensive driver, you can make a case for them to do well. And I think a lot of that had to do with like the package because they, it was, it's a, it's a guessing game every week. Don't get me wrong, but there are some tracks where it's not as much of a guessing game. And, this, and to me, like Harvick and Chase Elliott were by far the fastest cars today. But Logano just got up there at the end. And Kozlowski probably was the third fastest car to me. Uh, but, I mean, credit to Logano because I felt like he kind of snuck this one out. I don't know about you. Yeah, he definitely – he was very patient. He bided his time. And a bit, but, I mean, he did. He battled it out there for, for a little while. He's He's been damn good, man. I'm – I, Did you think Harvard was going to win on, in overtime? Yes. Uh, so 100%, dude. So I, I literally tweeted, Harvick's going to win. And then as soon as they come into turn three, when I saw the separation, I was like, shit. And I went back on that tweet and quote tweeted and put stars, like at, uh, an asterisk, and I put Logano. Because <laughs> so, I knew I knew right then and there, like, okay, it's done. It's over. He won. And anytime Logano wins, I'm happy for Hunter and, and the, the pit crew. All my boys over there. So, I mean, it's still it's still cool to see. And plus, I had Logano in that lineup. And I had Logano in about two or three of my lineups. I didn't have a whole lot of them. And I, I told Hunter, um, I think it was either on the on the interview, the little, little couple minute of recording that we got, or it was before I started recording. I was like, I had no idea. Like, that I did not think Logano could pull this off. Like, I did not think he was going to win. But he did a damn good job. He made it happen. So, I'm pumped for him. I'm more pumped, though, for, uh, for Clint Boyer. That was my value pick of the week, and he proved to be the best value on the board. 7,900 on DraftKings, finished out with 52 fantasy points. Um, finished top five. Um, I'm, I, I'm trying to tell everybody, like, Boyer is good here. And I got into a um, – not really, like, good, good, but, I mean, he's really good for positive place differential. But I got into an argument about with uh, Rattlesnake on the last episode when you were, when you were gone. So um, Eric versus Boyer, is that right? It was, yeah, Eric Amarola versus Boyer, and I won. And, like, we literally it left it an open bet. So I literally can just do whatever I want now. Where did Eric finish today? Because I think he was running good, too, for a while. He was running good, and then he ended up, like, fucking up. So he finished, like, eighth, I think. He what was, was like, uh, the bet? Was it finishing position or DraftKings points? It was whoever fin- whoever finishes uh, before the other one. So, like, if, if – Best finish? Okay. Yeah. So, I won, and literally we, we made an open bet. So, I could literally just make up anything I want at this point. Eh, I don't know if you could make up anything because I don't think you could just say, like, uh, I get a million dollars. No, it has to be, like, reasonable, obviously. It's got to be well, realistic. Let's, let's, let's plan this out. What are you going to do? Oh, man. So – Maybe uh, can you make I him might, do something. Can you make him yeah. come to Talladega and do something embarrassing? No, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get them to to put me and you on a shirt and sell it on BellyUpSports.com. Okay. That's the bet. As long as they get me from my good side, dude. You only have like one picture. <laughs> you only have one what are you side. Talking about? You have like one picture everywhere on social media of you. Like that's it. What are you talking about? You I got, you like got the one eighty. I need to see these pictures. The world needs to see these pictures then, Drew. I have like 180 tagged photos. You need – a lot of people don't use Facebook these days, man. Like you are you making fun of my – are you saying that the only picture I have is my Twitter picture? Doesn't everybody have one picture? No, I'm just saying like you use that picture everywhere. That's because that's the only thing I have saved on my computer. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a sexy pic of you, man. It, it is a good pic. I use that pic. Like that's your Rotoballer profile pic now. I use that on the video. Like it's a good pick. It's a it's a good Drew. It's a good Drew pick. 
call them Drew Appreciate picks. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, but you need more. Like, you need to be the guy. Like, you're you you tweet when you tweet, you tweet really good tweets. Like, you come out with some sarcastic troll boy shit. But you also need to add this to your Twitter game. Random photos of yourself doing random things with no context. So you want me just to put a tweet out where I don't explain uh, anything. You don't explain nothing. It's just a photo of you doing something. You, should, you need to be that guy. People will be so confused about exactly. what's happening to Drew. Does, does Drew have coronavirus? What's going on? <laughs> no. No. It, it, coronavirus won't exist by then because um, if you listen to the last uh, Saturday show, you know that um, Blade and uh, the Samuel L. Jackson's character from Pulp Fiction killed it. So. How much money would you uh, take on coronavirus for? Um, what would it take? What's your price to say, all right, I'll trust my immune system. Because uh, I, I thought about it the other day, and I lived in the fraternity house, and it was like literally the worst, nastiest fraternity house ever. I mean, on the entire rows, it's terrible. It's like a shack, and I lived there for a year, and I'm convinced that that's worse than coronavirus. Oof. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some like refrigerators that had like mold in them and nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah. It's been bad shit. Um, I don't know. Maybe like, uh, maybe like a hundred mil. What? I mean, go big or go home. Right. Like I, I, you didn't like tell me there was like a limit. So you wouldn't do it for less than that. You wouldn't take coronavirus for less. I mean, I'm just saying that would be like my, st- my standing offer. If I offered you $5,000, would you take on coronavirus? Hell no. Fuck that. I can make $5,000 doing something else. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know my price. But, but like, how many, how many times, like, how, how often do you think in your lifetime is someone going to present you with, like, being like, hey, um, you want to make $100 million? I just think everybody in the world would do it for $100 million. I'm trying to say, like, what is the what minimum? About, what about? What is the minimum you would take? That's maybe, a, that's like, the, maybe like a million. One million. See, that's a you're, big gap. You're insane, man. You're insane. You would do it for 10. You would do uh, it. For, okay. Would, so, so, all right. If that's the thing, how much would you do it for? I would probably do it for $10,000. I would, I would think that. $10,000? What the shit killed you? No, I won't die. Did you, you want to die for 10K? From what I've read, it's you have to have pre existing condition and everyone that's died is either super old, super young. It's the flu 2.0. That's all yeah. coronavirus is. The people are making this thing out to be way bigger than it actually fucking is. Has there been a 27-year-old die from coronavirus that doesn't have a pre-existing condition? Because I would, I would hope not. I'm, I'm sure taking... somewhere in like Asia. Because like everybody's getting it over there. Yeah. From what I've read, I'm not educated enough. but I'm not either. Like I don't know a whole lot. But I mean, dude, like 10K, like dude, I wouldn't like – here we go. Like, okay, well – well, it's coronavirus isn't for life. I don't want to go into STDs, but, but uh, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just funny that you're the one saying uh, like a hundred million dollars. I'm the one saying 10,000. Yeah, dude, that's, that's nuts we're to off, me. We're off by a big uh, margin there. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't like being sick and I rarely get sick. So like, that's, that's a the deal. Low. I'll say 10 is a little low or something. It like is dude. You sound like a dirty, nasty boy. Like it's like 10 grand. Like, bro, bro, you can make 10 grand. I think you made, point, you've made more than 10 grand. Like, think, <laughs> that is true. But I think my point is, um, I just don't think it's that deadly unless you're already sick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know enough about it. I don't, I don't even think about it. Like they had a tweet that came out earlier today. Like people worried about coronavirus, like boomers, like just like 
planning for a coronavirus like it's the apocalypse while boomers are buying swimsuits and getting ready to go to Bonnaroo. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's the world we live in, bro. Like, nobody gives a fuck right now until it happens. But it's like, I feel like everyone's overreacting. And we talked about a little bit of that on the Garage Talk last week. But, like, even Elon Musk is just like, chill the fuck out. Listen to this. We're, I have a bachelor party coming up in Key West. Okay. And Airbnb has emailed us and said that if we have to cancel our trip because flights all get canceled because of coronavirus, that Airbnb is not giving us our money back. They're giving us credit to another Airbnb. How, how, how stupid is that? Is that not crazy to you? Fuck that. Airbnb is fucking weird, bro. I don't know. I've used them enough times now to where like the way that they do shit and like how they schedule, like this is the way I do Airbnb now. I'll find where I want and then I'll like contact that person and then I'll look them up on social media and I'll be like, Hey, let's do this off of this website. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you like this much money and it worked out well for you. Do they ever act weird? No, it's worked once. I don't know. I just thought that was so uh, crappy for them to not offer us our money back. I mean, the trip's like in three weeks. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not expecting flights to get canceled, but now like the NBA saying they're having like regularly occurring meetings to monitor it in case they have to go. Um, if they have to have games without fans there. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. Like, doesn't that remind you of like the movie Space Jam? And we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're all over the place. Yeah. We are, we are. But like, yeah, like that reminds me of fucking Space Jam. Like, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I got all right, a couple more things, and we're gonna go ahead and just get to the garage talk because, like you said, it's been a long day. We're all over the place. We love you guys, and th- this is this is like OG classic garage guys right here. <laughs> so we're just we're doing our damn thing. We're going but, an unedited episode. There we go. There we go. We're just we're slapping that bitch in there. You got it. You're you're the proud recipient of it now. Um, Kyle Bush, he ended up having like 52 fantasy points. Uh, finished the race third. He got that top three. He's getting closer. Sports Clips was a little bit happier. Um, I had a lot of I had a lot of him and um, and it was him and Harvick. That was my two. Like they were pretty much in like every lineup that I had. Is that KB um, you're talking about? Yeah, Kyle Bush and he Kevin Harvick. He just wasn't quite fast enough. No, they, the Camrys are weird this year, man. Like, Denny had a really good Cam, Camry at Daytona, but after the Super Speedway, dude, after the restrictor plate races, like, it's uh, – they're not, they're not looking too hot. Like, I mean, yeah, you got a top five, but, like, they're not as good as they were, I feel like, last season. I don't know. It's, it's, Toyota's weird, man. They're all over the place. Um, Jimmy Johnson ended up finishing 12th. Uh, he had 41 fantasy points. Another big surprise, Cole Custer. We talked a little bit about him. 6,300. He ended up having 42 fantasy points and got a top 10 today. So he was on the optimal lineup that won the $70,000 or whatever. And I'm pretty sure I texted you and said one of Cole Custer or um, who was the other guy? Bell would, no. would be on the winning lineup. Well, oh, Reddick, you know. Bell, or Custer. Yeah. Yeah. And Reddick would have been on there with Custer had he not wrecked out. How wild would that have been? That would have been a wild lineup. It would have been like Reddick, Custer, Harvick, Elliott. Logano. How much money would be left on the table? No, it, it, you would have used it. It would have been Logano, um, Harvick, Elliott, Reddick, Custer, and like J- and probably Dylan or um, your boy, your back marker there. His name's escaping me. The guy you uh, played. I'm talking about uh, – Yeah, him. J.J. Yaley? You would have had those three expensive guys, Logano, Harvick, Elliott. You would have had Custer and Reddick. Who are like mid price and mm-hmm. you had a cheap guy. 
Yeah, like Yaley. Okay. Yeah, or Ty Dillon. But or Ty, is. yeah. Ty was 60. Well, Ty was actually 62. Um, so it wasn't too much cheaper than, than Custard, a little bit cheaper. He ended up with uh, 39 fantasy points. I had a lot of Ty Dillon. Um, Larson had about 40 fantasy points. He started fourth, finished fourth. So one of those kind of Kurt Busch races. We see a lot of that kind of shit with Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so true. It is, man. Like, I don't know. Like, that's how it, that's how it goes. It's fucking nuts. Um, they had a, they had, they showed Kyle Larson's heart monitor in one of them. He had, he was like, I think he had like, I don't know, like 160, 170 beats per minute. And he's driving the McDonald's car. And I was just like, I was like, not only does Kyle Larson's driving like in heart rate ins- inside the car reflect what it's like to drive at high speeds, but also what it's like eating McDonald's constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Super like, size me, Kyle. Yeah, that's it. Um, I was proud of Bubba Wallace. He started 27th, finished 19th. I played a good bit of him. He had 34 fantasy points. He was one of my lower feared guys. He got lucky. Yeah, he did. He was like – He got back on the lead lap, bro. Yeah, it took like four restarts to get him there, but he he got back on the lead lap. I was proud of of that guy. Um, And then other than that, just some of the the people we were upset about, obviously, um, DiBenedetto, we talked about him. I I didn't really know, and you didn't really think at all that he was going to – you weren't really high on him, and I wasn't as high on him. But uh, Nothing to do with uh, him. If he had started like 20th, then I would have been different. Just so much of DraftKings, dude. People have got to understand how scoring works. Like, that is the biggest thing. Go research how DraftKings scoring works. And it's not a knock on Matt. Like it's not a knock on him as a driver this week. It's just how many spots do you think he's going to move up if he starts ninth? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's just you know, it's you want somebody like him to start fifteenth or further back, right? And that's that's where he needs to be at, and that's that's why he's always been a great play and a, a sneaky play to throw in your lineups because of where he has started. But now he's got this better equipment. It's going to be a little different. You know, you're going to have to just monitor it race to race. Um, I was so upset about Ross Chastain because I did have him in some lineups. And then when he ended up spinning out, uh, he lost some position, but he, uh, he finished 23rd and he was running up. I think he was in the top 15, if I'm not mistaken, before he spun out. Yeah. And uh, man, I would have loved to send to have seen Newman on this racetrack starting that far back, that would have been awesome. Ooh, he been does. Nice. He does. He has a great history here, I believe. Yeah, and it would have just been good to see him. Period out there. Can't. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. for that. We we still we still are uh, we're still kind of like low key value Chastain boys, but um, just one of those tracks where it didn't really really hit on all cylinders for him, and and he was looking really good until like right there at the end. So that he might have been the guy that I was talking about earlier that was a result of um, someone getting loose and hitting him, or did he? Self-inflict, Ross Chastain. I think, I think it was self-inflicted. Okay. Hey, I have a theory for you, by the way. Let's go. So I, I have listened to your last episode, to the last episode that I wasn't on, and I know me and you have talked about Austin Dillon a lot, and today, today did not help his case um, at all because I know you're talking about him possibly losing his ride. Yeah. So, so here's this. How about how about this? Tyler Reddick to Austin Dillon's car. Austin Dillon, I don't, I'm not going to figure out where he's at. He's going to go somewhere off to the side for now. And then um, Ross Chastain to Tyler Reddick's car. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is a Chevy driver. It would make sense. Could, you know, and he hasn't done that bad for Newman. And I think a lot of people want him to, to get that, that full-time gig somewhere. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of speculating. Just rumor mill. 
Yeah. I, you know, the, the thing about it is, is like, you know, I can talk about it all I want and say all I want, but at the end of the day, Dylan is still Richard Childress's grandson and that would make for very awkward. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it's tough dude, because it's like, what do you do if you're Richard Childress in that situation? Like, you know, it's like, I don't think he's, I don't think Austin Dillon's losing it. I'm just doing this more for fun. And I know you've been on this topic for a while so i want austin to do good i do but it's just like shit like if tyler's running like this and i feel like the equipment's a little bit better in the three than it is in the eight and so it's like i feel like they do a little they do things a little bit differently with that car and i'm like they want to see that three back in victory lane more often i think tyler's your best chance at that right now unless just some miracle some miracle happens maybe after austin dylan has his kid like something will just spark in him and then he'll just go ape shit because Dale Earnhardt had kids whenever he was really good. So maybe him driving the three and then having a kid and then like maybe that has something to do with it. Not saying that Austin Dillon's Dale Earnhardt by any means, but I'm saying that maybe, maybe a kid is something to unlock the power of the three. Do you feel like when you had a kid, it unlocked the power of garage guy? It did. It was like the Holy Trinity line, except I didn't have a three on my car. I didn't have a number on any of my cars. I just had cars. And, um, and I drove them, you know, and I felt – and I, I started playing video games with a lot more intensity because I realized that my time was limited at playing them. And now I don't play them at all anymore. There's more pressure on you than there is on Austin Dillon. Yeah, probably. Probably so. He's right. I still, I still like him. We'll, we'll have Austin on one of these here's, days. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll talk about thing, it. Man. We'll bring here's it up to thing. him. We can talk about Redick all we want, but 10 weeks from now, people aren't going to remember that Redick was running so well. You're right. Unless, unless, unless he is running well. Unless he wins a race. He'll run that's, a race. That's true. But like when, at the end of the day, when you look back at this result, you're going to see the DNF. Yeah, you're right. You will see that. Wait for, wait for, uh, wait for Kansas. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for Kansas. I'm excited for Kansas this season. It's going to be fun. All right. So that's about it. We'll recap some of that. If you want more of our uh, analysis and thoughts, you can always go over to rotoballer.com, check out news updates and uh, feel free to just shoot us tweets, tweet us. If you have questions about this race or you have questions going into Atlanta next week, we're going to start getting, uh, getting the ball rolling later on in this week. And um, you can follow all our work at rotoballer.com. You can of course subscribe to this podcast, be sure to rate review and subscribe, and then just tweet at us, uh, tweet at me at garage guy chase. And you can hit up at drew Dean for drew and just uh, let's shoot the shit. Let's talk some NASCAR. Always happy to do that. Um, Let's move into garage talk and we'll have kind of a brief garage talk. We're definitely going to have to backtrack on some stuff we already started talking <laughs> about, but uh, garage talk is brought to you by drip drop ORS drip drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Dehydration has a profound effect on your health, mood and performance. Used by top hospitals across the country, Drip Drop ORS is safe enough for everyday use and powerful enough to help battle dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by athletes, firefighters, military members, garage guys, and now NASCAR fans. That's right. Drip Drop is literally for everybody. It is your go-to. I know it's my go-to. It's Drew's go-to. It's all the garage fans' go-to. Whenever you're hungover, you got to go into work, you got that meeting that you got to crush, but you're like, oh, I feel like shit, drink some drip drop, get right back to health. Uh, you're out there running, you're sweating your balls off, you're at the gym, drink some drip drop when you're done, makes for a great post-workout drink. Um, also, 
They even talk about how when you're snowboarding, you're up at high altitudes, your body can get dehydrated, which is wild to me because if you're in cold areas, like you don't even think about that shit. So for all you garage fam that are living up north and you're in the snow and things like that right now, you're out there snowboarding, skiing, whatever, doing your thing. Like, get some Drip Drop. You can go to DripDrop.com right now. Use promo code GarageGuys20. You'll get 20% off your first order of Drip Drop. So, go do it. Tell them we sent you. Use that promo code and get the drip. Get the drip dropping before the dropping gets dripped. Do you think that um, if Kevin Harvick would have had Drip Drop in the vehicle with him, that he would have won the race today? Dude, I'm going to tell you what's really going down about drip drop. Okay. You want to talk about this? When I went to Daytona, I stopped uh, Joey Logano's pit box down with drip drop. That's what's happening right now. Joey's drinking drip drop. That's how he's winning these races. That's how they're performing so well. Sounds I literally like drip drop needs to pay us more. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. I literally stopped down the, the Pennzoil <laughs> number 22 box. Like they, they're stocked up on drip drop. I'm a little upset right now. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why Why am I not stocked up with Drip Drop? I know, dude. This is some shit, man. Drip Drop, if you're listening, you, you got to send Drew some stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send an email tomorrow. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to get you a like, – I'm upset we, with you. I want, need, why haven't you <laughs> I got I got to get it out. I don't know. I don't even have any anymore. I, 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 my, I gave it all you away. Fixed my, no, you fixed my one hangover. You're like, all right, Drew's good. Right, yeah, Drew's good. good for life. You're good for yeah. life now. You've had your you've had your uh your universal injection of drip drop to your body. You don't need any more. <laughs> All right, how about this? How about this? How about this? People that just follow us on Twitter and see us how we normally act, and then what do you think their thoughts were when they just started reading that very serious um ad for drip drop where we're like dehydration is a very serious <laughs> problem? <laughs> I mean, it is, dude. Dehydration sucks dick. You ever been dehydrated? I know. know. I'm just thinking like people that know me personally and they're seeing all my tweets and then I come out with dehydration prevention and really (laughs) (laughs) crucial to your everyday life. I want to make sure you're doing it the right way. Yeah. It's like you were just like a freelance just person, like a freelance writer just out there living life, and then all of a sudden you got a job at GNC. My life has changed. Yeah. Drew I just got my subscription to Planet Fitness, guys. It's on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that's how it is, dude. I don't know. You no, like get I a text from your aunt, like your aunt you haven't talked to in a year, be like, hey, did your social media get hacked? You know? It's like it's like I've been seeing this drip drop stuff. <laughs> no, I'll do. I love drip drop, man. Like when I have, like I gave, I gave the drip drop out. I'm just, I'm so happy that they're working with us and they're doing stuff with us in NASCAR. It's, it's awesome. And I'm serious. Like y'all listen to this stuff. Like hey, this is not a joke. Like this shit no, is it's really, not. it's good. It is. This good. shit is really good. It tastes great. And it literally like, well, I don't know what it is. Like literally like I, I don't know if I've ever truly been hydrated until I drink drip drop. And I'm not just saying that like this shit literally like made me feel like a million bucks, dude. Have we given our um, the winner out the name of the winner? Mm-mm, no, I, that got postponed. Okay. Yeah, it got postponed. So we're gonna have to do it like this week coming up now. Next podcast. Yeah, we have to at least get a maximum of of fifty retweets before we'll draw. There we go. So it might it might it might be a little while. What about all the people that are anxiously waiting? We keep just are we saying screw them until we get fifty? I think that's rude of us. No, we I'm, I'm the defender of the people that have already retweeted it. All right, so you're the defender of the people. Um, but don't you think it would be – well, the odds are really good for everybody right now. I'm, I'm adding it up right now. i got 13 on mine. 
How many do you have on yours? You got 13. I think I got like 20, 25, Ooh. 26. Uh, we're close. Okay. So, yeah, we're almost there. Like, we're almost there. We're going to combine our tweets together. So, if you're listening to this right now, you need to go tell some more people to hit those retweets and do those follows. And then, plus, you got to look to make sure that everyone's following the rules. That's another hard thing about these giveaways. I've done a few giveaways in my lifetime, and not everybody follows all the steps. So they got to be following Drip Drop, following us, like are following you specifically, and then following Drip Drop, and then subscribe. So if if they if they're not hitting all cylinders, they're disqualified. They're disqualified. I haven't seen the first screenshot of someone proving they're subscribed to the show. So as far as I'm concerned, no one's even retweeted it yet. Mm. Mm. it's a shame so so you're talking about these people i hope i just like 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 awakened your your soul to what's really going on here yeah maybe they'll all go on retweet it and just say screw us and never listen to the podcast again yeah and then that's more drip drop for us so because <laughs> <laughs> it's good all right so oh man we just drip drop that was garage talk it was drip drop we did a whole garage talk on, on Drip Drop. I don't know. I love Drip Drop. Great stuff. We definitely. This is the most airtime they've gotten in. Oh yeah, yeah. This is worth like like at least a thousand packs of Drip Drop. Yeah, like right want, now. I just want one pack. Just want one. one pack. Dude. I'm gonna literally go buy an envelope tomorrow and like go find like the one pack that I have laying around somewhere, and I'm gonna like send it to you. We got some more <laughs> coming though. We got we got a lot of Drip Drop coming for Talladega. A lot. So if you're going to Talladega, you're listening to this show, you're going to be at Dega. We're probably going to have like a Drip Drop bar at Talladega. Somewhere so, out there, your buddy Hunter is just, has stacks on stacks on stacks of Drip Drop just laughing at me right now listening. He's like, man, Drew doesn't have any, but I got Joey, boxes. Joey Logano's kids are like running around the house with yeah. Drip Drop. Like that's been his secret weapon to how he's been winning these races. That's crazy. I just thought about that. I just remembered that too. I was like, crap. I like, I loaded their box down with drip drop. That's what's happening. That's why he's winning these races. We, we figured it out. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow and you got on Google or on the internet or just watching the news and there was some huge scandal with drip drop and they were some kind of ingredient. And uh, that's what Logano has been using to win. Holy crap. Like, I, I mean, the first thing I would think of is just like, like I'm breaking some protocol right now by talking about our sponsor, but okay, keep going. <laughs> no, the first thing, the first thing I would, I would think would be like, be like, damn, I gave them that. <laughs> that would yeah. be the first thing that came out of my head. And then I'd be like, dang, that sucks. And then I'd go make some drip drop and I'd drink it. That's exactly <laughs> what I would do. Cause like, it's like the it limitless is. drug. It's like the limitless drug, dude. It's it's amazing. I don't. I can't explain it. Everybody needs to get drip drop. Promo code Garage Guys twenty. Go do it right now. Literally, like you're you're wasting your time. Like just pause this and go buy that. It's amazing stuff. And you get a badass water bottle too. So do it. All right. I'm I feel dehydrated now that we talked that much about drip drop. I need to go get some. Nineties um, movie classics. So we talked about the coronavirus and Space Jam. Um, and you remember like when they thought it was a virus and like the NBA shut down? Yep. Yeah. So wasn't from coronavirus, but Space Jam 2 is coming, but that's like your favorite movie of, of all time. Your nineties classic is Space Jam. What, uh, yeah. it's my, I mean, it's one of mine. Who, who what kid? Every I, kid needs to watch Space Jam. Every, every kid, single kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what kid hasn't? That's like our age now. Like, like that the grown adult that when they were kids in the nineties, like, I, I don't know anybody that hadn't seen it. 
I've never met a soul Male. that's not Male. watched. I, I know girls haven't seen it, but I, I know a lot of girls that watched it. Like I, I literally, I don't think I've ever met someone that was like, yeah, I've never seen Space Jam. Yeah, definitely never seen. I've never heard a guy say that. But I've yeah. heard some girls say that. Yeah, I don't think I ever have heard a girl or a guy say it. So. There's some good life lessons in it too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. The first life lesson I learned, and the first, and like I'm still learning life life lessons from Space Jam. Like for one, um, I thought that was Michael Jordan's real family in that movie <laughs> until like literally until like last year. And then, like, I had never just looked into, like, Michael Jackson's kids. I mean, Michael Jordan's Michael kids. What? Michael Jordan's How dare you? kids are, like, <laughs> like fucked it. That Finding Neverland fucked me up, bro. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've, I've never looked into uh, Michael Jordan's, like, life, like, his wife and shit. And then I found out that his wife, like, divorced him after he retired. And, like, he would just cheat on her all the time. So, like... The Michael Jordan I grew up knowing was a lie. Like, he was actually a dick. I envision you're, like, the way I know you in social media and Twitter, the only thing you know about Michael Jordan, and this is this is kind of me being mean right now, but I don't care. The only thing you know about Michael Jordan is the crying mean face. No, actually, the only thing I know about Michael Jordan is everything I learned from Space Jam. Okay, that's a good thing. My whole life – but you weren't like thought, a diehard basketball fan that, that when you were no, younger, right? No, fuck no. No, dude, basketball was like the last sport I wanted to watch growing up. I played basketball for one year, and I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going back to the baseball field. How dare like, you? Yeah, I was a baseball boy, dude. Like, since a young child, like, you put a bat and a ball, man, like, it's all I wanted to do. Like, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, like, steroid legend heroes. I'm about that. I'm a big Griffey guy. King Griffey Jr. and Gary Sheffield. Yeah, bro. King Griffey Jr. baseball on N64. I played that Incredible. shit religiously. That was Incredible. my game. Yes. I still – I actually – I still own it. It's still at my house somewhere. I just got to go find my N64. Um, but, yeah, it was the greatest game ever. And then, like, I was, I was always big into baseball. And baseball was the only sport I ever gave a fuck about, dude. Like, I didn't really get into football and shit until later on in my life. And NASCAR was just there because, like, my dad, like, was such a huge race fan. So, I grew up with NASCAR. But, like, literally, NASCAR and baseball was, like, that was my, that was my shit. That was it. Do you remember A-Rod on that team, on the Seattle Mariners team, as, like, a no, rookie? I don't remember A-Rod on, on the Mariners, no. I can't yeah, remember. Alex Rodriguez was on the Mariners, man. How crazy is that? That's wild shit, dude. I was a Cardinals fan, of course, because I was – Mark McGuire was my hero, bro. So you were more McGuire than Sosa because that was a big debate. McGuire, Sosa, yeah. Bonds. Everybody liked one of those three. I was a I was a McGuire guy. I had I literally had the baseball bat that like had his hand imprinted on it that you could hold and like it had like the cushion, the foam cushion on it, and you could like it was like hit balls to outer space with Mark McGuire's fucking Nerf bat. And I was like, I gotta buy that Nerf bat. And then I I just started smoking fools like in the neighborhood. I loved McGuire too. My God. People don't realize, like, people forget that. Do you remember that Barry Bonds was, like, stealing bases before he was just incredibly massive human being that hit home runs? Like, he was out there before steroids. He was, like, stealing bases in, like, a, a full-time yeah. fleet. Yeah, like, people don't understand that. Like, baseball had – like, 90s baseball was everything to me. Like, the MLB in the 90s, like, when the Braves and the Indians, like, in the World Series and shit, like, that, dude, that was some next-level shit. Like, I remember, like, Chipper Jones, like, was the homie. Like, uh, you had, of course, you had McGuire, Sosa. Um, 
I can't even remember back to like like the Jose Canseco shit, like really early on. Like just kind of like watching like clips of that. Like had a lot of baseball. Like Nolan Ryan was like one of my favorite pitchers. Like, dude, I don't know. Listen Base- to this. Listen to this. I'm about to blow your mind. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No. I'm having a walk down memory lane. I know. Listen to this. Barry Bonds, 514 stolen bases. Jesus. Would, yeah, he is the only player ever to have at least 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. That's incredible. And, but, but if you asked me that, like I had to look it up because I knew he had stolen a lot of bases. I didn't know how many. Right. There's if so you, many stats in baseball. But if you just asked me blindly, like if you would have called me and said, how many stolen bases did Barry Bonds have? I would have said like 100. Yeah, not more like over <laughs> 500. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah I, I had no idea. Because no all you, you just imagine him being that huge dude that got walked all the time and hit home runs. Yeah, because like that, well, because when we were kids, yeah, when we were kids, we, that's what we knew. Yeah, right. That was the Barry Bonds we knew, the older that we got. So, yeah, we didn't know that. But it's incredible, man. Like, steroid, the steroid era was fucking wild in baseball. And I don't know. Like, I don't feel like the MLB has ever been the same since. Um, Angels in the outfield uh, is mine. And it's funny that we're already talking about baseball. So, for me, like, where Space Jam is a great movie. I feel like it's an important movie. Um, for everyone, Angels in the Outfield was everything for me because of me being, you know, I could say the Sandlot easily. But something about Joseph, a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing an orphan <laughs> that can see literally uh, Doc from Back to the Future as an angel that helps baseball players play better. That is some next level like thinking right there. And then JP is my favorite character in that whole movie. The the little black kid, like the scene where he gets brought to the game and they're using him as a morale player. And Danny Glover is fucking excellent in that movie too. But whenever they're using him to do the signal where he flops his arms, like the angels, like when you see the angels, just flap your arms or something. And then JP's over there spilling fucking mustard and hot dogs and shit on that, that weird guy that wears the glasses, his suit. And he's like, Oh, what gets stains out soda? He was like, I got soda. And he just pours fucking Coke all on his dick. Like it's hilarious. I don't know. That movie was next level. I'm not going to lie. I need to rewatch the movie. It's been so long that half of the stuff is making sense and the other half is I can't even keep up. You're like lost. Yeah, dude. Like there was so much about that movie. Like it really is like one of the best feel good sports movies of like the night ever Sandlot. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest between a angels in the outfield and the Sandlot, the Sandlot is just overrated because of, because of what it is. Yeah. I will say like, as far as, like, the comedy aspect and the, that shit, like, The Sandlot wins every time. But as far as, like, a real good movie that can balance, like, comedy and drama and, like, really, like, make you empathize with the characters, like, when, when I watch The Sandlot, that's, that's like a sports version of Stand By Me. You ever watch Stand By Me? No, I haven't seen it. You need to see that. It's about, like, five kids that find, like, a dead body in a train track. Like, it's fucking, it's, it's like, a, it's a friendship movie. That's what the Sandlot is. It's a sports version of Stand By Me. Whereas Angels in the Outfield was like its own fucking thing. I don't know how to explain it. It was just so different. And it came around at a perfect time. And then they had spinoffs. It was like, then, you know, you had like the Air Bud spinoffs. You had, um, and then you had the Angels in the infield, um, Angels in the, in the end zone. 
Like you had all those. They they all sucked. Angels in the Outfield was the best by far. Did you ever watch Light Mike? I love Light Mike. Light Mike actually got me into basketball. Wow. As a kid, like Space Jam was more. Space Jam was just an entertaining fucking movie. Like we watched that all the time, and like love Looney Tunes and shit. And it was the Michael Jordan aspect and the basketball that was cool. But I was a little bit older when Light Mike came out. And then I just thought about, like, damn, like, how cool would it be if, like, they literally, literally could find a pair of shoes that would make you do that? And that was around the same time when I got my first pair of Air Force Ones. So. Yeah, I was obsessed with this movie. I watched it probably 10 times. Yeah, I loved Light Mike. It was, they, it had the kid from Stuart Little. Um, can you name, can you name the, um, the main player besides Bow Wow? Besides Little Bow Wow, there was another guy that um, I was obsessed with. Can you name that player? The actor that plays him? The actor or his name. Because I'm going to tell you his name in the, in the movie, and you're going to be like, that's it. Because it was on the – I couldn't think of it, but I'm going to see if you know it. Um, no, I don't. I'll stop my Tracy head. Reynolds. Does that? Oh, shit, yeah. Wait, what? Tracy Reynolds is the name of the guy in the movie. I just remember being obsessed with that guy. I thought he was so cool. Tracy Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see him. It's he, Morris Chestnut. That's the actor. Okay. Oh, so the name was Tracy Reynolds? Yeah. I just remember, like, at the time, I didn't care who the – when I was a kid, I didn't care who the actor was. I just knew him as Tracy Reynolds. Damn. Yeah, he's um, – Also, the Jesse um, – Jesse – what's his name from uh, Breaking Bad is in that – is in, like, Mike, the bully, the, the guy that bullies uh, Bow Wow. That, there's no way that that's uh, Aaron Paul. No, it's the other guy that takes Aaron Paul's place as like the sidekick. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's also in Black Mirror, too. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. He's in a lot of those fucking movies. Yeah, he's in Like Mike. Yeah, I remember him being there. He's the one that was like, I just wanted the shoes for myself. And he was always <laughs> and he was always telling them just like they're like young puppies. Nobody wants old dogs, guys. <laughs> like all the movies about the sports movies with orphans, man. I don't know. But, yeah, like, who's to say? Like, you can just find a pair of shoes, let them get charged by lightning, and then you're ready to rock and roll. That's so. It. It's it. That's all you need. It's it. And, and that's about it for this show. I think that we've done enough on this one. We've had Garage talk about Drip Drop and Joey Logano's conspiracy for winning races and, um, and badass 90s and early 2000s kids sports movies that every kid should watch. So, yeah. Pure – organic garage talk we and now where we start the episode and we just see where it goes we should just start doing organic episodes for like vegans <laughs> are there any vegans that listen to our show i don't know i have no of you yeah right i know you it was like you can pick up a copy of it at whole foods it's like <laughs> on a, a biodegradable disc you can listen to it <laughs> We'll just, we'll we gotta go. Yeah, we got to get out of here. All right, we'll be back for episode 144 uh, at the end of the weekend to talk about the race in Atlanta. So uh, have a great one, guys. Have a fun, great week. Hit us up. Let us know what you need. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell at least one person today and tomorrow about our show and tell them to rate, review, and subscribe as well. We love you, Garage Fam. Sports, party, repeat. Up in a hurry, you niggas gonna end up in a dirt.
trenches had to make it work. Work and these for niggas just gon' make it work. Work. Oh, oh, oh. that's the enemy arms. How that's the enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. How that's the enemy's arms. How that's the enemy's arms. I wish the enemy hard. Bitch, I'm a star. Four little whippin', I'm whippin' this car. I might just park in the yard. Catch the eyes like and I rip them apart. Fuck it, I got no heart. Turn on emotions, I live in the dark. I don't know why, but that bitch left me scarred. I don't know why you just ain't play your part. Now you focus on wishing me hard. Fuck it, right the bare arms. I keep that stick on me arms. Under the enemy arms. I cannot fold under enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. Under the enemy arms. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt Different the trenches had to make it work And these four niggas just gon' make it worse Worse Four I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang I'm in this bitch with the gang Buddy, we gon' let it bang Chopper, we gon' let it bang Go in your brain inside Chopper, we gon' let it bang Go in your brain inside Four I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. I'm in this bitch with the gang. Plenty we gon' let it bang. Trouble we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. Trouble we gon' let it bang. Go in your brain inside. You niggas gon' end up in a hurt. You niggas gon' end up in a dirt. Plenty trenches had to make it work. And these four niggas just gon' make it work. That's the enemy arms. How that's the enemy arms. Take down the enemy's army. Take down the enemy's army. How that's the enemy's arms. How that's the enemy's arms.